Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, sports fans, and welcome to March. This is Minus Three, presented as always by Omaha. We're ready to chop it all up for you, and there is a lot of it to be chopped. We're going to do it with Eddie Spaghetti seated there behind the glass and sitting high atop show business, probably with some tiramisu or three or four different variations on tiramisu. In my opinion, none of them will be very good. Either way, we're talking about Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? Oh, my God. I got home late, late, late from work last night and and uh, and and Sophie yelled at Heather did you tell dad about the tiramisu? I swear to God, I swear to God. And she's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, doesn't matter. I'm so tired. I'm going to bed. Um, but it, it was, uh, it, I, they thought of me. They said, we know what dad loves the greatest dessert ever invented. Probably the single thing, the single biggest daylight between you and me is tiramisu. And then, and then maybe, um, Roethlisberger. Okay. They, well, listen, that's <laughs> a that's a good list. I like that one. One thing we probably park our same uh, our cars in the same garage on. You were a BC kid, Boston College kid, Michael Adams, and all that growing up watching. Uh, what's the guy's name who calls the? Uh, I don't know if he still calls the Celtics games, but he used to be the voice of the Big East. Um, the uh, was always that. Uh, uh, anyway, Mike Gorman. Mike, Mike Gorman. Gorman. Mike Gorman. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, you were watching that. I was watching Pitt. I think we both probably came by our hatred of Jim Beheim, um in an organic it's way. Funny if you like, you know, because I'm so tired and unprepared that if you like, if you ambush me with like Pearl Washington era Big East questions, like I can just, I could just start naming Raphael Addison, <laughs> Leo Routh. <laughs> Uh, if you ask me about something that happened in college basketball in the last week, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't think they're <laughs> going to be able to solve the zone. Oh, that would be a good Mr. Lister category. Name Big East players that uh, that left college basketball prior to, say, I don't know, 92. That would that would be a Titanic. I mean, head it's to so head. crazy when you when you think about. Uh, you know, St. John's with Chris Mullen, Walter Berry, Mark Jackson, obviously the Villanova team with Harold Jensen, Ed Pinckney, the D train, Dwayne McClain, the point guard, Gary McClain, Harold Presley played in the NBA. Uh, and then and then you think about all how great those teams were. And it's like, oh, yeah, those those teams weren't the beast of the conference. Patrick Ewing's Hoyas. Uh, uh, with, with, with Michael Graham and, and, and Reggie Williams, all those players. Yeah, it was such, I don't think anybody can really understand what it was like to have huge conference, you know, games, regular season games you look forward to Monday night. And then, and, and then those players stayed, those, those teams stayed like you, you really could develop an identity and love them. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, how, uh, you know, could, you know, would, all those teams would would beat the the one and done teams of of today. Well, we had a great conversation with relative youngster, but steeped in some history. Tate Frazier, um, go back and listen to that episode. Really good stuff on college basketball. Getting you right for March Madness, and then we talked to Bald Brian about the upcoming Oscars. So good stuff there. 
Um, in the meantime, let me see if I can drive a further wedge between you and me here, Hench. Um, we have so much to talk about. Lamar Jackson, Danny Dimes aside, Derek Carr is moving to NOLA, college basketball, as we say, a dynamite Thursday night upcoming in Puck. Some really important games there in terms of the regular season standings. But let me start with something that's come up on Extra Points. Cousin Sal brought this to me, and everybody, I, I, I said, well, Sal, this is embarrassing for Sal. And then everybody agreed with him. And it's now treating me like I'm loco. I bet you don't try and figure out where Dave's going to come down versus where Sal comes down. Answer this as your own man, Kevin Hench. Would the 2022 Chicago Bears or 2022 Houston Texans have made the playoffs if Patrick Mahomes had been either team's quarterback? Oh, <laughs> I think I, I think I caught a little bit of this, this uh, hot debate on Twitter. Um, well, you know, you're saying that that the the rosters are u- uniform. They don't they don't, you know, obviously if you have Mahomes, you try, right? You you try to put people around Mahomes. I'm, I, I'm talking about you would just plug him in there instead of Justin um, Fields, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I you know, I I think I know your position on this, but I'm going to say 8 and 9 and miss the playoffs. Okay, that's reasonable. I I, I this Everybody, Eddie Spaghetti, who can speak for himself and defend it if he wants to, it's not diminishing Patrick Mahomes or anyone else to say that you wouldn't make a three-win Chicago Bears team who the only good player they had or one of the few was Justin Fields. You think Patrick Mahomes is worth seven more wins? That just doesn't – the math doesn't work out there. But everybody at the Extra Points Network apparently save me and I guess tepidly you. Um, I did take a uh, blue ribbon straw poll of this um, via voice text message as I drove from the Extra Point studio uh, back home here. Oh, by the way, I meant to say no spoiler alerts, please. I am I'm talking about sports, which means I can't watch sports. Um, specifically Pitt versus Duke. Don't tell me anything, either one of you, or you're you're skunks for life. I don't want to hear about it. I'm going to go watch it on DVR as soon as we're wrapped here. But um, everybody... If it's not... Hey, by the way, if it's not uh, Clyde Vaughn versus Tommy Amaker, I I can't tell you anything about it. Clyde Vaughn. Look at the pull from Hench. I'd expect it from somebody from Pittsburgh, but not a Boston kid. Good for you. Um, anyway, so I drop us a line. I'm interested in what the audience thinks about this. Can I too, see how it started though? Because I originally started was the McDavid question, and I said, Oh, okay, that McDavid is the best athlete in sports, bar none. Sal fights for Otani. I said, Otani has to be the best at either hitting or pitching. He is not, so that is the reason why he's not the best. I said, Mahomes is my number two for best athlete across the board in major sports because the Chiefs roster is flawed, and Patrick Mahomes undoubtedly brought them there on his back to Super Bowl. The, obviously, the every division title since he's been there, the five straight AFC title games, all that jazz. So I said Mahomes is clearing oh, far and away the number two for me behind McDavid. And then that somehow spawned this McDa- uh, uh, Mahomes, how many wins is he worth in, in the NFL? And you made the comment, Dave, that you don't think he's that much better than like a Burrow That's or the right. next other. And I think and I think you're most definitely wrong. Well, that, that's the debate, though, that we've been having on group text message for the last week or two weeks now is 
the different the the the, the drop off from number one in a sport to the second best player in the sport. McDavid, I think. Well, no, Hench now agrees with Sal that it's Otani. I think, right? Unless I'm misrepresenting. I, I just, me, you know, of course, McDavid's it's already, way better than the second best player. That's it's I mean, already obviously. it's already apples to oranges when you're right. cross pollinating across sports. But then you add in this crazy hybrid skill that Otani has that nobody's had in a hundred years. It's very hard to measure. I do want to say, uh, even though I gave my answer as eight and nine here, that if um, Eric Stone Street the world's biggest Kansas city chiefs fan asks me on set in 17 minutes. I am on a pit. I'm on a minutes limit. Today. Okay. But uh, 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 I will say, Oh, they would, the bears would have gone 15 and two with that guy. Are you kidding? Of course I get it. Um, if you haven't seen Eric stone street as Andy Reed's brother, Randy Reed, uh, go chase down that, that clip. It's so awesome. He's a delight. He's incredible. The, the the second season of the Santa Claus, which is already a runaway hit, is is going to be even better. Uh, so so having fun at work. Tim Allen and Gabriel Iglesias doing their first scene together today. Uh, all my worlds colliding. Uh, but hey, real quick, because I know you were like this might drive a wedge between us uh, with your question, where we ended up seeing it kind of the same. I think you know, right, Mahomes? Yes. And, and by uh, the I, way, the blue ribbon panel. I don't want to give their names out publicly. Maybe they don't want me to be floating their names as associated with me having their phone numbers. That could be embarrassing for people guilt by association, but everybody agreed with me. Every I, well, I'm waiting for one name. I'll tell you Jeff Schwartz. Cause he's uh he's one of our favorite regulars here. I haven't heard back. I, I said, I sent it with Sal attached for all we so, know, Sal, the stinker is working Schwartz on the side to send something back and say, just make check look bad here with your response. <laughs> So I think the biggest wedge that could be driven between us distance wise would be if we both hit wedges from 118, your ball would be on the green and mine would be in the woods. That that would be the biggest distance wise. I mean, my short game and the closer I get to the green, like, you know, I've hit so many, I've striped so many drives on the first tee uh, out there in in Ian Woosnam distance and then and had the guys I'm I'm playing with go, oh man, we're uh we're up against it. We're up against it. And then I go, oh don't worry about it. This is going to be a snowman. Like wait, who are you golfing with? When do huh? you golf? When I, I didn't know this you is, golf. This is this is when uh when when Jerome Lane was playing for Pitt. Oh, I mean, okay. this is this is this is historic, but I know you're a good golfer. I haven't played in a decade myself. Let's get out there, though. Let's, let's fix that. I really do want to. We're old men. This is what you're supposed to do now. Play golf. Um, we should play. I got to dial back to work a little bit. You're you're absolutely as right. As soon as you have a free day and you're interested in three hours, like, we'll just do the par three. That's all. We don't need to do 70. <laughs> my, my, let's wipe out my one good uh, golf ability. And then we'll just do the part I suck at. (laughs) Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Spoiler alert, you're not going to win every bet you place. But with Caesars Sportsbook, win or lose, every bet gives you reward credits and tier credits, which you can exchange for the best perks in the game. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app and start earning with Caesars Rewards. 
If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, let's get into it. And since you're constrained by time and, and a real job here, start us off, Ench. Let's get into our goat and goats of the week. So many to choose. Okay, from. so this all this is gonna all tie together just seamlessly. I thought about it on the on the drive to work. Um, my goat is Calvin Ridley. I, that piece in the athletic, like I, you know. Robin Williams once said, like, hey, man, be be decent to people because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're going through. And 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 if you haven't read it, track it down on The Athletic. Calvin Ridley basically, you know, just walking those of us who don't know to the point where he put the Falcons on a five team parlay, literally like almost absentmindedly, obviously not thinking about what that meant for his football career, but just talking about his childhood. I mean, it was so emotional and, and what he was playing through with his broken foot, you know, that he's trying to play on a broken foot in Atlanta and, and, and push getting shot up, taking pills, just, you know, the, all the standard NFL stuff, like, obviously we don't care about you, the human being, we care about you, the wide receiver and, and, and his childhood trauma and then his, his professional trauma with the injury and playing through it. Uh, a, a crisis in his personal life that none of us should have to go through. And I was like, oh my God, the Jaguars are going to, they're, they, this is going to be, if if he's right physically and mentally, and the Jaguars just added Calvin Ridley uh, to go with Trevor Lawrence, I was like, this is going to, this is going to be incredible and an amazing redemption story. And obviously for guys like us who bet on sports and tell other people to bet on sports, you know, yes, fixing sport, you know, having a game fixed would ruin everything. But it's like we we are a little ridiculous with the piety with, you know, like, hey, 
that guy talks about his fantasy football team. Do you do you think there's a, a prize for winning that league or just high fives, right? It's like, yes, everyone's betting on football. But anyway, read the Calvin Ridley thing. It was so that story was so well told, so emotional. You know, I was on set yesterday and I was just like I'm a bunch of football fans and I was like, track down the story. It'll give you such a deeper understanding of the transgression um, and and what the guy was going through. And so, like, I'm I'm getting that guy in fantasy. I'm going to bet on the Jaguars. I'm so excited about him. And then the flip side of that is the is the bad goat, which, you know, I'll just you've done this before. Um by the way, you I'm know, looking it up right as we speak here. Just a, a very quick answer. I mean, listen, it's early March, but it's still fun. You know, Derek Carr caught going to the Saints caused me to dig up the division odds for everybody. Um, I, it occurs to me, who would you rather bet on to continue with around Patrick Mahomes? Would you bet on the Chiefs blindly right now to win the AFC West or Trevor Lawrence and uh, Calvin Ridley and the rest of the Jags to win the AFC South. It feels like the Jags are the safer play right now, right? Minus 150 is where you get that. I, I mean, it's, you know, you 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 should read about Calvin Ridley's childhood trauma, and then I will tell you about my trauma last year, how many bets I made against the Chiefs. I mean, I was so certain with that schedule and everyone, know, in the, everyone in the division getting better. All, all the pieces were in place for a regression. I bet it a million different ways. I bet, you know, them to miss the playoffs, them under 11 wins or whatever it was. You know, then I still was like betting against them in the playoffs. Like it was like I lost I lost more money on the Chiefs last year than on everything, every other bet I made all year combined. Like I well, just, they never covered at home though. So if you faded that, this when was, they were, no, 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 this was the crazy thing. Like when that was, that's right, right. So when I go, okay, okay, you guys, you've you've proven your point. I'm an idiot. Now I'm going to bet on you and still lose because you never covered. <laughs> I, I could not get the Chiefs right all year, and I think they literally cost me not just. Um, money but like picks leagues because i was you know i went two and 15 on them like i could never get them right anyway but uh i do you can never go you can never go um it's not they always say like if you get on the merry-go-round it says like don't stand up it's not safe betting while the qb carousel is spinning is dangerous stuff but if you think aaron Rodgers is going to the jets spoiler alerts he's going to go to the jets if you like them the best play out there right now, the Miami Dolphins at plus 480. People stick with the Bills. People get overexcited about Rodgers with the Jets. It's going to be two in the Dolphins. You wait and see. Hear me now. Believe me later. Plus 480. The Dolphins are the best play right now in the AFC. I'm sorry. I, you know, I like that number. Um, and then we'll get back to my bad goat. Uh, I, you know, obviously the, the Bengals kicking of the Bills. I. I think we were all seeing a weird regression with the bills where it's like something got figured out and they weren't that scary. And I just don't really get it. Like, I'm like, you know, there are these windows of opportunity and unless you have Patrick Mahomes, they close, you know, like I guess Patrick Mahomes window is going to be yawning wide open for his entire career. And I don't know. I, I just watched the bills watch Josh Allen forcing the ball in the red zone. And I was like, I don't know. I, I think that the, those other bets are, are much more attractive. Okay, my bad goat to round off the Calvin Ridley thing. And I don't think I said anything bad about Calvin Ridley because I never thought he was fixing football games. So it's like, okay, 
tell me Pete Rose put in a guy he knew was hurt because he bet against the Reds, and I'll be as furious as anybody else. Tell me Pete Rose bet on his team. I just can't. I can't muster that that much anger. But it really did occur to me that, like, you know, we work in the braying donkey sports media sort of and you know a big part of what we do is like that guy sucks and that guy's lame and that guy's soft you know all the you know and we don't know anything but it's more fun i mean as a comedy writer like you always just think of the absolute meanest thing to say first so like if i say you know spaghetti you, you looking good man are you are you trimming down zero laughs if i say like Spaghetti, what's your all-time high and how close are you? Are you at it or is this it? See? See, <laughs> see it made me laugh. You see right away. So so I obviously when you know the Steelers had a 400 pound quarterback for 20 years. So I got a, I got a lot of you know mean material, but to the Robin Williams of it all, like you don't know what people are going through. And I've been burned by this, like where a guy actually like has an illness that I'm making fun of for missing games. Like, so anyway, I'm the bad goat for always going for the jugular vein. I mean, not that you can even find it on spaghetti at his current weight, the juggler. As an example, anyway, so, so like, just to, as a reminder, like you do not know what people are going through now <laughs> making millions of dollars to play sports. You, you just kind of have to eat it. That like us are going to make fun of you. But uh, that Ridley piece really put me in a headspace of like, man, you can assume if somebody has the rhino skin to have passed up all the opportunities to quit playing tackle football that present themselves before you get to the NFL. I mean, I didn't particularly enjoy playing football. It was not fun. I mean, Hmm. if we go out and play touch football on Thanksgiving, it's going to be fun. Once you put the pads on and much bigger guys start crushing you, it's not fun at all. So none of those, you know, whenever they say like, I mean, the famous, the famous thing with, uh, with Jim Everett, you know, with this, this, our, our tiny friend, Jim Rome making fun of Jim Everett. Like, you're like, do you know how tough this guy is? Do you know if he wasn't tough, how many times he could have quit tackle football? Do you know how many times he's been crushed by an outside linebacker at high speed? You, you think he's soft? Uh, our five foot three inch host of this, of this radio show. Um, anyway, so I, you know, I obviously fall into that, into that trap and, and make a lot of fun of people. And all I got, just got to remember, just reserve it for spaghetti. Just don't just, because, because I know what's going on with spaghetti. He's (laughs) killing it. He's got a great lady. He's got a great gig. He's got a great haircut. That's right. Punch up as they say, that's on top of the world. And he's got a cannon. He's got a cannon. Uh, you know what? I got to say about his arm. I'm talking about his arm, ladies. I'm talking about his arm. (laughs) Can't have Jada can't have it that good, but she's, she, you know, she's engaged to be married to to Eddie Spaghetti. All right. Hench, I'm curious. You say be kind. And of course, that's the message. Spoiler alert of everything everywhere all at once. And since your time is uh, again, like we say, um, is uh, probably running out here very quickly. Your thoughts on the Academy Awards, any upset picks you'd like to make there. Also, I said to Sal and Marty today, and I said to bald Brian earlier in the week, Hollywood's got to get over itself. Don't they need to just like the NFL owners? I don't care what anybody else is saying about collusion, call apply, whatever word you want. Clearly the owners decided we can't let Haslam get away with this. We're not, this does not, 
now mean we're moving into an age of guaranteed money for these guys who are running into each other at full speed on purpose. Shame the devil if we would ever do that. Just as they kind of colluded or whatever you would call that. Don't the voters for the Oscars, shouldn't they have gotten together this year and said like, Tom Cruise isn't the best actor of all time. Although underrated, underrated as an actor. Rain Man, he's great, Matt. Go watch Rain Man and and tell me that you don't think Tom Cruise is a good actor. He's loathsome, but you kind of like him and he's kind of cool. Anyhow, they should give it to Top Gun. It's the most popular movie. I think Everything Everywhere All at Once is a better movie ultimately. But don't we need to honor a movie that just about really did boost all of the movie making industry a little bit? How say you? Well, a couple of thoughts. One thing is like, I guess I would prefer a movie that was some things in some places at some times, as opposed to <laughs> everything. I mean, all I was, of it, <laughs> all at once, everything, everything. So arrogant. Oh, you, was, you got it all. Directly. I was, okay. I was like, I was exhausted. Did uh, virtually instantaneously looking at my <laughs> wife like, what am I missing? What am I missing? I know I'm sure really? this is a, a, a feminist cry from the heart. Can you translate this movie <laughs> for me? I can't. I can't figure it out. I'm so bored. I can't. Oh wait, here it comes again. Here it comes again. Oh Lord. So so uh, I I pre- definitely preferred Maverick. Um and and agree that when those opportunities present themselves, like with the color of money, which is certainly not Paul Newman's greatest performance of his lifetime, but right. if you the Academy has an opportunity to basically give a lifetime achievement award, but not a lifetime achievement award for a performance, you know, they, they should certainly take that opportunity. Um, although we did learn in the lead up to the Oscars that that kind of collusion. Is you you really can there are real rules about um campaigning for for certain events to come about. Uh and and so I don't I mean I've I've got that pile of screeners. I, I we tried one the other night. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm good for about 17 minutes of TV uh at the end of the night, which makes that's it me hard. too. It's such a I'm so we we really have reached that place where we're just old. Like you wait for like Okay, kids are fine. Kids are asleep. All right, let's get into it. Eleven minutes later, Dave Sawnwood and I mean, Beth I had shouted to watch, me to go upstairs. Just go I, upstairs. I can't hear the show with you. I had to like watch that. Chris Rock in installments. I couldn't, you know, this guy's uh, stomping around, giving me all his energy, and I'm I'm falling asleep. Um, um, okay, right, I want I, I want to get go. your. I gotta go. I gotta go. So I'm gonna get my two my two best bets and then I'm gonna roll. Okay. Okay. This is like um, you know, when when uh you're you're on a minutes limit, like I'm hitting it, pitch count. Um, okay, so there's two great games, two awesome games on the schedule this weekend. Um, and and I'm gonna on the one, so Oilers, Maple Leafs. Uh, I can finally figure out who Zach Hyman plays for and who Mitch Marner plays for because I effed that up a couple weeks ago. But uh, they'll both they'll both be on. The I rise. felt bad philosophically. Would you rather me? Because I pride myself on being one of these friends. I will tell you, you have broccoli in your teeth. Teeth. I'll take the the, the small hit for your benefit as you go out into society. Were you upset that I didn't, I didn't want to slow your role. As soon as I realized that I had conflated Zach Hyman with Mitch Marner and put Mitch Marner 
on the Oilers, you know, that'll that'll ruin my whole week as opposed to you guys just hitting an air horn and calling me yeah. an idiot billion times better. I didn't want I to want bust to, your hymen take I, though. I'd, I'd rather just, I'd rather have uh I'd rather have uh spinach in my teeth than Mitch Marner on the Oilers. But anyway, they played uh last week or you know a little a little recently and it was 5-2 and the over under was 7. I'm sure the over under will be 7 again. Just bet the over and sit back and enjoy, right? This is this is like two Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, uh, Mitch Marner, Zach Hyman, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, this, you know, Nylander's having a great season. Like th- this is a uh, this should this should be um, five five going into overtime. Hopefully, so bet the over. I Oilers. love that. And by the way, Thursday night. By the time some people are listening, the game will already be completed. But Edmonton Oilers at Boston Bruins in the nineteen ninety Stanley Cup Final rematch is uh, ain't bad stuff either. That's going to be a good one on Thursday night if you're if you're catching. And this then okay, in speaking of fi- finals rematches, not quite, but um, you know, this weekend also features the uh, the last two NBA champions going toe-to-toe as the Bucks visit the Dubs. And um, I looked at this and I'm like, you know, the, the Bucks, the Bucks are just, the Bucks are going to the finals and the Bucks are no joke. They are, they are so deep. So when you're, when you have a player that dominant and then crazy depth around him, it, it presents a lot of problems. That said, this game is sort of like, hey, Warriors, are you making a run this year? Remember when the Rockets won back to back with Elijah on, and the and the second the second of those seasons, it was like, we're finishing sixth, guys. We're not spending we're not spending one ounce of energy beyond what we need to get into the dance and then win the tournament. And they did. And I'm like looking at these Warriors. I every time that guy's gotten dinged, I think they've given him two extra weeks. Right? It's like. Hey, hey, no rush, no rush. We only need to be healthy once. We have to make the playoffs. That's going to happen. And then we have to be whole. And so I see this game hosting the Eastern Conference favorites as a statement game that the Warriors are not done and they're not satisfied. And I like I like the dubs to win that game. Good pick. I like it. I wish we had time for your Lamar Jackson thoughts. There's so many things in it. Danny Dimes, all of it. But you go, Hench. Great stuff. Um, and uh, and say hi to Stone Street and everybody else over there on your show. And now a quick break. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'll pick it up here, Eddie Spaghetti, and roll with my goat and goats of the week. And I think this leads naturally into what he said, Calvin Ridley and all of that. He's now down in Jacksonville. And that's one of the spots where Lamar Jackson at this point wouldn't make sense. Of course, spoiler alert and reminder back to my old what if. I, 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 Hench is an onion who when you peel, like he he does still surprise you and sometimes makes you want to cry. Um it's funny because in 2018, Lamar Jackson was on the board for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were coming off of almost getting to the Super Bowl. They whipped the Steelers in Pittsburgh, then almost beat New England. And they were touching up the roster in the draft, and they took Taven Bryan instead of Lamar Jackson. Rewrite history starting at that point. If you put Lamar Jackson on the the um, Jacksonville Jaguars, oh, it even fits nice. I never even thought about Lamar Jacksonville would have been perfect. Anyhow, um, the Lamar Jackson thing is is curious to me on a number of levels. Our pal here, uh, Shecky Award winner, at least once, right? Spaghetti, did he win a couple? Will Brinson? Either way. He wrote what I consider to be the definitive take on it this week. Look up his work. It's always great stuff. But I, my goat of the week is, the bad one is, the people carrying water for the billionaire owners. That this is like, it makes all the sense in the world to me. Lamar Jackson is an imperfect guy. He's been hurt. I, all of the things that you would ding Lamar Jackson with are things that I said two years ago. His best season was the one I predicted, his MVP season. They overtook the league for one year, and it amounted to very little once the playoffs arrived. Um, I don't think his injuries are owed to him being a running quarterback, but given that he wants to run the ball and so much of his game is based around that, um, that's a concern. His injuries came in the pocket, but two straight years, he missed. he's missed giant chunks of the last two seasons. I get the concern about that. I always talk about the distinctive type of offense you need to build around him. And people have floated those things as well. What this comes down to, I've heard some people float race as a reason. I don't I don't buy that, but I don't want to be naive and, and write it off. But I, I, I don't think that's the situation here. Rather, like I told you last offseason, Eddie Spaghetti, and you, the listener, is that his leverage was last season. They couldn't start the season based on that specific type of offense that Lamar Jackson runs and they have built around him. If he said two weeks before the season, I'm not going to play without a new contract, they would have been jammed up and had to pay him. As it is with the Deshaun Watson deal and all that guaranteed money to this bad guy has allowed the owners, as I told you this would happen, that they would conspire against Jimmy Haslam. It's not against Lamar Jackson and his particular skill set. It's against the Haslams giving out that $230 million to an imperfect human being, thereby creating the perfect storm for them to win this and knock down the idea of future giant percentage of guaranteed money going to even a franchise-level quarterback. Um because Deshaun Watson is not going to rally support. If you blur your eyes about who got that money, though, of course, a quarterback or anyone else running into somebody at full speed on purpose should be getting guaranteed money more than anyone else. I can buy 
I get the argument that guys get hurt, and so you don't want to guarantee them money, but that really puts you on the side of bourgeoisie or proletariat. Either way, the idea that Lamar Jackson isn't a good gamble for a team like the Atlanta Falcons, would he be good for like, I said to Eddie Spaghetti on minus, on uh, extra points earlier today, Spaghetti. I said, you know, I wonder if the Giants, you know, two minutes after Danny Dimes signs that contract, if the Giants, if Joe Shane picked his head up and was like, oh, Lamar Jackson is on that restricted kind of tag. Hmm, wonder if we could have made that work. I don't think that works in some markets necessarily, but you're not paying attention if you don't think that the Atlanta Falcons or Carolina Panthers couldn't use that spike in public support, which they certainly would get if Lamar Jackson all of a sudden became the quarterback of the team. The stands, which now are half full, would instead be all the way full, at least for the first season. Um, and, I, you know, the idea that, Every owner who needs a quarterback would declare within an hour of each other, like, yep, not interested. And you don't think that's weird, then you're not paying attention or or for whatever reason, you're inclined to be team friendly. We've talked about that before, Spaghetti. It is a star league and fans care about players more than they do. The team brand research will indicate that at least. But I think when push comes to shove, even if it's the star of your team, I think there's some uh, some some um, incentive as a fan to stand by the team brand because that's going to outlast the player. And so when a guy's like, I'm no showing on this team, I'm holding out, peep fans tend to side with the team because they want to see their team win at the end of the day. And so they do side with the brand, even though deep down we know it's a star league. Anyway, it's a fascinating subject, but – like I say, for any number of reasons, <laughs> primarily that there are, it feels like so many people are pushing back at the idea that like, yeah, the owners, it's just random. They just aren't interested in Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but they were in Derek Carr and they were in Russell Wilson and they were in Deshaun Watson, but Lamar Jackson, no, who knows why this is going on? How say you? Yeah, I think this scenario, like uh, I'll answer, try to answer as you, the stuff you said, point bullet point by bullet point. Like, yeah, the Falcons probably should be going after him. I think if they had to give what the two first round picks, sure, go do it. I think you're far enough away from a Super Bowl. Who knows that if you get Lamar in there with that's right with Pitts and with um uh uh London, all the the young pieces they have, maybe you strike lightning in a bottle. Plus, the division's not tough. Then you could say, oh Eddie, why don't you want your Giants to spend it sending two first round picks? Well, the difference is the Giants have quote unquote a playoff roster. They want a playoff game. I think certain pieces they add could make them even more of a contender. Whereas well, I don't want to give up those picks, especially when you could just keep the guy you already have there. I also understand the thought process of a fan of the team who's like, yeah, I want to get this guy, but there is a gamble with the injury. But I also understand wanting I want every player to get paid. I want every player in the NFL, like you said, they're running full speed. It's a it's a mini car crash every single game, every single Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whenever they play football. And I want them to make the most amount of money as possible to set up for their future because it is a billion dollar industry. But I do also understand these teams who are like throwing out these contracts with the salary cap that they could get screwed over. So I think there is, everyone has a portion of truth in it. Um, overall though, Lamar Jackson is one of the best football players in in the, the country. I think he should be on a roster. And for like, you know, Martin pointed this out too, like when the commanders, the Falcons, um, the Dolphins, uh, all teams involved saying we're not interested. It's like, 
well, what is your plan? Your your plan is Sam Howell or your plan is uh, Desmond Ritter because it's not really going to sell tickets. It's not going to make people feel confident about your team. So I, I think it's a huge error on their part for not going after him. But that's not to say that I don't see the reverse side of this for a guy that, you know, is injury prone, hasn't finished the seasons, doesn't have a playoff win. So I understand that. So I, I, I do understand where they're coming from, from those angles. But ultimately, I think in the NFL, winning cures everything. And Lamar Jackson gives you that extra boost to win games. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you, but in a vacuum, I would say like, well, he's injury prone and he runs a certain kind of thing. And is it sustainable until he's, you know, 35 years old? And by the way, he's only 26 now, but is this long-term sustainable? Like I, I, I would buy that a lot more if any other reasonable quarterback who hits the market, people don't fall all over themselves to, to chase that guy. So it's, it, it, it's so obvious to me that the, that the owners, the other 31 owners, as I said last year, were mad about Jimmy Haslam's deal. It's not some specific thing about the way Lamar Jackson plays, as far as I'm concerned. It has to do with sticking it to Jimmy Haslam and letting him twist for having spent that contract, which, as we said at the time, was complete garbage. Um, my other one, obviously, I know it's inappropriate to say this after 47 years in one place and the success and everything else for Jim Beheim, but he's a creep. What do you want me to tell you? That's, that's it. He's He, he gets uh, goat of the week, nay, goat of the millennia, maybe. He's on the short list of my least favorite sports figures of all time. On the other side of that coin, you know what? I got to give myself a pat for goat uh, of the week for telling you how this was going to shake out with Lamar Jackson a year ago. Now it's all coming true. We're Oh, no, no. Dave, you don't understand how these contracts work, we were told over and over again. They're going to tag him, and that'll be it. No one will bat an eye about that. And now here we are in a real mess of a situation. Um, and the other goat is, I got a shout, is, by the way, Hench was talking about going to this thing with his kids. I'll tell you, in this world where you never know what's going to be in three days or three weeks from now, we went to see uh, we went to see Oprah perform last night with uh, with her, her little brother and little sister, and I was taking pictures of it. And as I started to send them to old Mo Damashek, I realized how many pictures, the high percentage of pictures I have of my kids attending their siblings' events, whether it's a sporting event, a dance competition or a ballet thing, or a musical that they're participating, whatever. So it fills my heart with song, as does the OG of such things, Mo Damashek. It's time for my perennial homage to her. 1985, I think it was, the Pitt Panthers made the tournament. They caught Louisiana Tech and Carl Malone in their first round matchup in March Madness back then. Mo Dam the problem was it was in the middle of the day, the school day. I mean, Mo Damashek picked me up, said Dave has a, an appointment, and she took me home. And I watched the Pitt Panthers. Okay, they lost to Carl Malone, but that doesn't take away from the deed by by uh, the great Mo Damashek. She's the goat of the week for that one. Eddie Spaghetti, take it away. Yeah, so I'll start with my good go. It's kind of tangential to the conversation we were having about Lamar Jackson, NFL, you know, contracts, quarterbacks. And I did say some of this on uh last episode of Extra Points, but the my good go is Joe Shane for finding a way to not circumnavigate the cap. Obviously, everything's done by the rules, but to push this contract Dalen Jones to only get paid 19 million against the cap this year to bring back 
Saquon Barkley, they're going to probably work out a deal with him. He was franchise tag. Same thing, Dexter Lawrence. You have your core. You have your pieces in place. Um, I'm glad they're sticking with Dale Jones, who's only done – he's improved. He's done everything that everyone's asked him to do, um, whether it's changing head coaches multiple times in his career, obviously multiple offensive coordinators, not having a receiving core, not even having Saquon Barkley for most of the seasons he's been there. The guy's been through it all. It's very easy to root for him, which is why I do. And that brings him to the bad go, which is the – Wait, wait, wait. Point. The only thing I have to point out about this is you keep saying – 19 million that's for this year but it's going to end up being like 90 million when it's all said and done the thing i think that works for the giants is it's it's what we've kind of been looking at like geno smith and danny dimes and i forget who else we've listed in that category like all right nobody thinks they're in the yeah, they're not like top six qbs they're not top uh, top half dozen but you're better off with them than probably half of the rest of the quarterbacks available in the league and it's an intermediate kind of contract. What the Giants can do is it seems is get out from under dimes if it doesn't work out as soon as two years. That hit, though, of $50 million. I see that's what I don't understand how that math works, how that money would affect the cap in 24. But uh, you know what? I don't well, like it's doing a lot that, of bonuses. So it's a lot of bonuses and it's a lot of um, like incentive based stuff. And I, I obviously how they could work around the cap. Like I, people like to bring up the cap. And again, this kind of goes into my, my bad goat, but like they love to cite the money and this and then they worry about it. And you always bring this up. I'm not here to do math. But like they obviously have a plan in place for if the number does jump from the 19 million, they know how to obviously work around contracts, restructure stuff. So the point is this year for the Giants and the free agency and obviously going forward with the with the draft uh, 26 overall pick like they're in a good spot to get back into the playoffs. And what I think is a very wide open NFC. I think most would agree with that. They can't ever say, you know, people say like, well, that's against the rules. But we've seen how the Right. The NFL, the way the NFL operates, by the way, as my suggestion is, uh, you know, I think that and there's some legitimate journalism that kind of supports the idea that like Tom Brady was making out on the side because Bob Kraft allowed TB12 to work and steer teammates and everything else through there. So he was making out on the money he wanted, even if it wasn't impacting the cap like that. People say like, oh, it's against the the mayors couldn't just go like. Hey, uh, hey, Dimes, here's an extra 20 million. Just don't tell anybody. Here, here it is in a briefcase. Just, uh, just shh. We never speak of this again. And people say, oh, they get, they wouldn't get caught. The NFL doesn't catch anything. <laughs> they don't catch anything unless they want to. I have witnessed all the uh, scandals afoot right now in the NFL. I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, you, but, it's, it's, it, but it just adds to my point and like how I think, I think it's like only his contract's only like 17.7 against the cap uh, percent against the cap, which is great. It's like below a 20% number like, and, and so my bad goat of the week are people who react to this and get upset like just people on Twitter uh, who are like, you know, oh, uh, why isn't he getting he's getting paid 40 million, 45 million. Like when the rumors are coming out and they wanted to get paid a certain amount, like does that five million dollars a year really affect you guy right with a Twitter account who does not own the team and could shell out these contracts that bothers me the people coming out of the woodwork these pff or fantasy people who say these things and there's better options lamar jackson and jimmy g will know because find me a giants beat writer, a reporter who's said once about another quarterback not named dalen jones being a part of this team they weren't drafting guy 26 and then you have bear safety uh, Jaqu- uh what's his name jaquan brisker um forget his name obviously because the guy's not a known player he comes out on twitter and says dalen jones is trash i mean there's footage of him in that game not only dalen jones running 
him over. Daniel Jones blocking him and him falling down on a, on a pass play uh, that Daniel Jones threw a touchdown pass in the win over the Bears. When you get beat that badly and multiple facets where people catch you on video and in screenshots and tweet at you, you should just delete your tweet and get rid of it. Delete your Twitter account overall because you just made a fool of yourself. And it kind of ties in with this this um, Lamar Jackson scenario where you have guys like Ryan Clark tweeting like, I can't believe we're in a world where Lamar Jackson MVP is getting paid more. It's like he's not. Lamar Jackson is going to get paid more than Daniel Jones. This is just the way the contract worked out. Once Lamar and Lamar Jackson, number one, also is uh, representing himself. Like he doesn't have the you know the agency that Daniel Jones has uh, that came in and pushed for a close to a forty million dollar contract. Even like I said, it come down to nineteen million. Point is, it's just absurd for people to get this upset over not their financials and have all these takes and uh, a guy that on the stretch run that he had in the whole month of December into the playoffs beating the Vikings and looking good and go like saying, this is a guy that's finally figured it out. Obviously the help of Daniel, Brian Dayball with still zero weapons outside of Saquon behind him. Instead of people just giving the credit and this is kind of what Hench was saying too, about people just being nicer to everyone else. It's just so bizarre that now when the numbers come out, it's like this greedy, jealous aspect going like, well, this guy with 15 touchdown passes can't be getting paid $40 million. It doesn't affect your life. And uh, you're just, you're all losers. And I love the Ellen Jones. And I'm happy where we are. That's it. <laughs> so piss off everyone. Whoa, my God. Well, that wasn't, see, that wasn't kind right at the end there. You said you wanted everybody to be nicer to everybody, and then you told everybody to piss off. I don't know. Because their guy's going to make, Lamar's going to make his money. Jimmy G, when he finds a new team, he'll make his money. Like, everyone, that's my goal, is NFL players to make money because it is a high contact and a collision sport. Like, so make their money. Like, why are we... Like poo pooing guys for getting their contracts. We should be celebrating. Everybody, right? Everybody, well, because it's what I talk about. It's the vapid cynicism largely owed to social media and everybody more than ever. And this isn't a new thing for the human condition, but it's been accelerated by social media. Everybody has to be relevant. Everybody has to know the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you don't fully get it, Dave. I get a lot of explanations on that. I get mansplained a lot of things on Twitter to me by by people who listen to the show and uh, and or reading Twitter feeds. Thank you for your explanation. I might be playing fast and loose some of the time and being hyperbolic for fun's sake and everything else. But this fan sobriety is the weirdest thing. It It, it goes back to like in the NBA finals. Who did the Bucks catch once when it was almost going to be the? I don't remember how it went down, but people were, were lamenting like this is bad for the NBA. The ratings are not going to be good for the like. What do you care what the ratings are? This doesn't have anything to do with your life. What team are you rooting for? Is your level of interest? I love how everybody has to feel like they're a capologist now. <laughs> you don't know what's going on any more than anyone else does. Believe me, we'll lean into Brad Spielberger and Matt Verderam and those guys who who spend their lives focusing on the maneuvering around the cap. <laughs> you know, the, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think people involve themselves in stuff pretentiously that, that, uh, you know, they're welcome to do whatever they want. Doesn't mean that they're going to, that, as I always say, monkeys can be taught to read a book, but can they understand the book? I'm sorry. I don't mean to call anybody listening right now a monkey. I'm just saying there are certain experts on certain things and they probably know better than you. Anyhow, all right, Eddie Spaghetti. You know what? I think we've said it all here, and we did it in a fairly tight fashion. We always shoot for 45 minutes. Why don't we let ourselves off the uh, the hook here a little early 
and uh, and go watch some college basketball. Like I said, I got to watch my Pitt Panthers and Duke and no spoiler alerts. And I can't see your face. And I would know what the score is if I could see your eyes right now, Spaghetti, because that's what I can do. I'm an empath. I read people. And I would know what the score is by your face, but I can't see it. So it doesn't matter to me right now. What I will say to give you one bet going into this weekend, supported by the aforementioned great Tate Frazier. You know who my pick is right now before I know anything about the brackets or anything else? The Arizona Wildcats plus 1,000 is going to be my pick there. It's a nice, the the juice is owed to them being so far behind UCLA in the Pac-12 standings. But when they get out there at large against against the other teams that make the tournament, I think you're going to see that this is as complete a team as there is. They can beat you in a number of different ways. I like the Arizona Wildcats at plus 1,000. If you're listening to this on Sunday night or Monday morning and looking for a place to sprinkle a little something, I say go with the Cats. Spaghetti, any best bet you want to throw out? There's a couple of easy ones in the NHL. I'll, I'll zig when everyone else zags. Everyone's watching college basketball, so I'll give. Wait, you wait, two. wait! You're going to give NHL bets? You said you have, but you said that the NHL regular season doesn't matter. If it doesn't matter to them, why? No, can it you doesn't bet matter on? in this sense that like one loss is not going to shake me to my core and say the season's over. It's that that's a very prisoner of the moment reactionary take. I'm not that way. I'm I'm a I'm a you know macro view, not a micro view. Um, but tomorrow, there's some kind of mismatches here. The Blackhawks not a very good team. Obviously, they sold some parts. They're playing the Panthers. They're on the road. Panthers are a better team there. If you want to take the Panthers on that, even uh, laying the puck, uh, the goal and a half there, I would do that on the puck line. And then the same kind of deal. Um, although Trevor Zegers's goal the other night was absolutely beautiful. He's one of the best goal scorers in the in the country. He really is. And by countries. the way, I want to pro tip on that. I wanted to say about that. If you haven't seen it, the trick is to watch it at full speed. The mm-hmm. slow mo is remarkable, but how quickly he does that is crazy. How quickly he gets the puck back behind his left skate, gets his stick through his legs and shoot and then uh reverse postage stamps it. It's yeah. just it's it's wild. And- yeah, he's he's a guy that I've been lucky to see a few times uh play in person. Obviously, Anaheim's not too far from us here in LA. It's a weird he's not one of I don't know say this nicely. He's not one of the best players in the NHL, but he's one of the most um, electrifying players in the NHL. So whenever he has the puck, you're always looking at him to do something. Uh, that's kind of the feel you get when you see him live. But his ducks, again, not very good. They are traveling north. They're going to Calgary. Um, they're playing Calgary in um, the Saddle Dome. And I would take the Flames again, laying the puck, uh, the, the puck line, the goal and a half there. Um, so I do like the Panthers. And I like the Flames and what should be pretty easy home matchups for those two teams. Yeah, I think that's a good, uh, pretty decent. I, you know, Sal rightly discourages the parlays. Those are, those are fun bets. They're not necessarily going to make you rich doing them. But I do think if you parlay a couple of NHL teams a night with the the teams that need to win games, when you see them playing teams that are lost at sea right now, the Blackhawks, the Blue Jackets, the, the, the Ducks, and so on, if they're playing a team, I'm not talking about, like the Bruins even necessarily who are safely in the teams that are battling it out in the bottom rungs there to get into the mix. Those are pretty good bets. I think you can parlay, like I say, a couple of teams every night doing it that way. So I like, uh, I like where your head's at there. And I hope you like what you see this weekend in the conference tournaments. We'll, we'll come out clean on the other side, start fresh for you 
early next week and set the table for March Madness. Of course, the playoffs draw ever closer in the NBA and NHL. Keep an eye on those. And NFL free agency kicks off, Eddie Spaghetti. I can't wait. It keeps on. We always get down in the dumps when the Super Bowl ends and we think, what are we going to do? You know what? I, it's really now. It's three days. It, may, it might even be three hours someday in July where nothing happens. Otherwise, the sports calendar is always rolling on. So uh, we'll be here for you. Make sure in the meantime, you're checking out all the great content on the Extra Points Network. And like I say, we'll be back over the weekend. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Federico, Federico. <laughs>